Hey guys, so in today's episode on the Paint with Lovejoy podcast, we're going to go over a bit of my background and uh, where I came from, my training, how long I've been into teaching, and just kind of a little bit more detailed information on who I am so that way you can decide if uh, you want to take painting lessons with me and really just kind of giving you the background of who I am as I'm uh, presenting this podcast. So stay tuned and you will get more info. Welcome to the Paint with Lovejoy podcast, the place where first-time and beginner painters can learn more about acrylic painting, the mindset of learning a new skill, and where your creative questions will be answered. Thanks for joining. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Paint with Lovejoy podcast. This is episode three. Thank you so much for joining me. And just kind of a bit of a recap for those first two episodes. This is a brand new podcast, so I was really grateful when I got the first podcast out of the way and uh, just using that as my base starting point and moving forward onto episode three today. And with each episode that I create, I'm taking some of my lessons from the prior episode, things that I want to improve upon. Uh, things that I might want to change, feedback from you guys as far as um, what's working and what isn't working. And then I'm also keeping a list of the things that I'm getting more comfortable with. I am sitting the appropriate distance from my mic. I did not do that in the first episode and learned very quickly the importance of that. I'm also feeling more comfortable and relaxed with uh, more of the audio format and just kind of getting in the groove of getting some of these ideas out of my head and getting comfortable talking. One of my future challenges for today and other episodes, and it's been one, um, a challenge even in my YouTube videos, is not saying, um, um, um. So I will be focusing on that and trying to train myself uh, to not have those type of pauses. And like anything, it's just a matter of learning and training and growing and just kind of pushing yourself to uh, get a little bit better than the last time that you did that object or that project. And I try to instill that pretty heavily with my first time in beginner painters that you're going to take whatever painting that you're working on today, whatever project you're working on today, when you do it again, you're going to take the lessons from that project into the next one and you'll get a little bit better. And then you'll take those lessons into the next one and get a little bit better. So nothing in this world is about being perfect, but it's about learning and growing from where you came from. And that's kind of something that I really, really like to stress to my beginner painters, that what you paint in the beginning, that very first painting, that very first podcast that I did, that's just a starting point. And that's kind of what you will judge your growth and progress on. And we all have to start somewhere. So better off to start sooner uh, rather than later. So that way you can just kind of start with your progress uh, sooner rather than later. So in today's uh, podcast... Um, I'm actually going to talk a little bit more about myself. It's not something that I usually dive into too often, but I do feel like if you're going to be taking painting lessons from me and you've never painted before, or you're even going to listen to my podcast and the things that I'm going to be talking about and the different um, philosophies and ways of creating and my philosophies behind teaching, you know, kind of knowing where I came from, some of my accomplishments, and I guess just a little bit of my viewpoint and background to help you get a fuller picture of who I am. So um, 
a little bit later on in the podcast, I will actually switch it over to something that I already recorded, which was the number one question I always get asked is, is Lovejoy my real name? So it is my real name, um, but I'll play that little excerpt, uh, that little section at the end of this podcast so you can hear my explanation of where my name came from. So with that being said, I have been an artist, I've been a creative pretty much my entire life. I was definitely that kid that got into the coloring books and colored pencils, and I could entertain myself by myself for hours as long as I had some art supplies. And I got really into it, and I enjoyed painting animals, and well, no, I, didn't, I didn't actually start off with paint, but uh, colored pencils and pastels, which are kind of like chalk. Uh, really fun to smear and smudge around. But I really just got into that creative process and painting animals from a pretty early age. And I did work from photo reference and um, my skills actually strengthened pretty quickly and just kind of developed a love for it and always kind of kept that in my life. I did grow up with a rather harsh uh, critiques from my mother and high expectations. So that kind of stalled some certain areas in my creative development, but I was able to get past those and still ended up deciding to go to art school. And one of the things that really, um, really just kind of opened up a magical door for me, there was a painting that I did of a gorilla. Um, I think I was 15 or 16. My parents were divorced, going through the divorce and separation. And I thought I went into my room and like two weeks later, you know, I came out with this painting. Uh, But according to my family, it was actually like two days. I went in, painted it and came out. Um, And it was pretty much a photorealistic painting of a gorilla eating a piece of celery. And it was with that painting that I seriously thought I did it in two weeks or, you know, a really long time. But it was with that painting that I just discovered the timeless space of creating And I was in the zone, all that mattered was the painting, my brush strokes, I was learning as I was uh, going almost too dark with some of the fur brush strokes and then coming back in with some white highlights and just watching this 3D image just kind of jump off the page. And then when I would look at it from a distance and it just, it seriously looked like a photograph. I couldn't believe it. And I I believe my reference item was a National Geographic um, uh, photo. And just the soulfulness of the eyes and the timeless space of creation that I tapped into really got me hooked. <laughs> and I almost even want to say that I have been chasing that that concept, that space for the rest, uh, basically since that day, almost my entire life. And it's a beautiful space to be in. And I wanted to find my ways to get there and be able to create again. And I was like, I'm going to art school. I'm going to find a way to make this happen. And I did. Um, And there have been many, 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 many days and hours and weeks to where I was in that zone and creating and so happy and just enjoying the fullness and the challenges and the ways of seeing the world from a new perspective that, you know, I could never go back to not living in that space, not tapping into that space. And with practice and discipline and going to art school and then coming back and um, creating paintings and selling them and doing different murals and different design work, like you are constantly just chasing after, attaining to and enjoying that zone, that creative space. And 
it's it's like a drug. It is so yummy, so nice, and just anything goes. So it's kind of with that that really I dove into having an art career. Um, after go, I went to Savannah College of Art and Design, graduated in 2003. I graduated with a uh, bachelor's in motion graphics. I wanted to actually do title sequences and the trailers to movies. And I almost stayed an extra year and I would have gotten a double bachelor's in computer art motion graphics with another bachelor's in painting and drawing. And I think I was maybe a year short of that. I was ready to move on. (laughs) Um, But I did go to school in Savannah, loved it, beautiful campus. I love that it was spread out all over town. I loved that I was on my own, away from my family, doing my own thing. Uh, living the life that I chose to live and the amount that we created and the creative people in that school. Oh, the projects we did. Uh, just just amazing. Oh, my gosh. And I really wished high school would have been like that. High school was, was interesting. I went to a really good art high school um, in Columbus, Ohio, or Hilliard, outside of Columbus, Ohio, that had a great art program. So really grateful for that. But I just really opened up and blossomed by the time I got to college and really loved it. And I ended up going five years um, doing summer school. And if I had just gone one more year, I would have gotten that double major. But I was just like, you know what, time to get out of here. And when I left college, my goal was to be able to support myself, make a living as an artist, live on my talents and, you know, just do what I'm good at. And with that, I set out with some credit card debt, my diploma, a very, very packed car with my dog, and set out on a cross-country road trip to get to California to go to L.A. and get a job and become famous. (laughs) And it didn't actually go out that way. I did have a really fun cross-country road trip with me and a friend of mine. Um, We'd travel a little bit together, and then we'd split off and go our own ways, then kind of meet back up. And then about in Colorado and New Mexico area, I had some car trouble, and we were definitely running out of funds at that point, and my friend decided to stay in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I decided to go to Sedona, Arizona, and very quickly got a job at Savannah's Restaurant because I had just come from Savannah, Georgia, and went to Savannah College of Art and Design. It seemed rather fitting. Um and started, uh, I was hired as a bartender, so worked there, and that was my intro into Sedona, which very quickly, when you are in your 20s in a very, very small town, uh, trying to be a freelancer and do your own thing, I did quite a few different creative um, projects. And it was pretty cool. I did murals, graphic design, commissioned pet portraits, Um, commissioned other portraits, sold original artwork, started teaching art classes to a lot of the locals. Um, I taught swim lessons in high school, so I also taught swim lessons to the kids. So just really dove into being a freelancer and working for myself and being on my own and just loved it. You know, I'm a rather disciplined person, so it wasn't too hard to um, put away the distractions and do the work when I needed to get it done. But it cultivated over those 20 years of being self-employed. It has brought me to where I'm at today. And the all the things that I have learned to be professional, to create artwork, um, 
dove more into doing the teaching and finding my patience with that. And that was, you know, really, really enlightening uh, to discover the patience that I had when it came to teaching and how natural it came. So it was really easy for me to transition into teaching uh, painting. And that's really what I have been doing for the last 10 years. Pretty hardcore uh, teaching first time and beginner painters. And by that time, the last 10 years, I have been in San Diego, California. Um, I did start working for, what was it, I think, Painting and Vino or Art Social. I can't remember what the first name of it was, but they were the first company in San Diego, first paint and sip company to offer um, the paint and sip services to the locals. And I believe I was the third instructor hired, and I still remember going to that first class and watching these adults drink their wine, um, drink, you know, whatever their choice was, have hang out with their friends, and basically go back to school and watch an instructor step-by-step recreate the sample painting that was up there. And the psychological transition that I witnessed in those adults being kindergartners again, having somebody literally hold their hand step-by-step and take them along the process of transforming a blank canvas into what they created on, you know, with their hands physically, um, I was just amazed and I saw how much the public needed that type of exposure and the industry has, you know, it kind of, I was going to say it almost kind of skyrocketed. It got pretty, um, pretty popular where, you know, most people, I don't know the statistics, but most people have attended a paint and sip class. I'd say maybe six out of every 10 people have probably attended a paint and sip class. And if you haven't, give it a try. It is worth it. But what I saw was the uh, exposure to creativity that adults really needed. And I really wanted to tap into that more and just go, hey, you need more creativity in your life. Find your ways to have your creative outlets. And that kind of became a uh, theme in a lot of my teaching of just be creative as often as possible because look how happy you are. Look how relaxed you are. Look at the great quality time that you're spending with your friends and the hidden talent that you may have discovered for yourself. You know, in this world where everything is so perfect to be able to witness adults relax and be able to do that and see how needed it is. So I was just, I was excited and I still remember that first class going, I can do this. Oh yeah, I can definitely teach people how to have fun and just paint and relax. And I think it was kind of there that I even started looking at it as uh, adult kindergarten. So started teaching there, developed a great following of local people that would come to my class and just have fun. And then I started looking for my own studio space and I found the place in Liberty Station and I was there for just under seven years and I loved it. It was a great tiny, less than 300 square feet of space. I think I was at, what, 280 square foot of space in a little corner um, in Liberty Station with good light, nice windows, great community there. And from there, I got that studio and then I started pursuing and creating a different version of the paint your pet class that I was already teaching and made some tweaks, started to do a lot more of the prep work where I drew the um, pet uh, outline on the canvas and then pre-mix everybody's colors and just came up with an awesome formula 
with having the open studio. And I do remember I was at the studio for about six months, um, emailing back and forth with the San Diego Humane Society. And when they finally were like, yeah, let's do this class. Sounds kind of cool. And we posted the class and it literally sold out in 20 minutes. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I, I have to teach this now. I have to make this happen. And it was kind of like a, a snowball effect. Once that first class happened, uh, first first class happened, and I saw the excitement and I saw the psychological change of people coming in going, I can't paint, I can't do this. I've taken a paint and sip class, that's it. And then at the end of class to see how proud their smiles were. They were grinning ear to ear. They were complimenting each other. They were patting each other on the back. They just kept looking at their painting. Like to see that type of psychological transition, it was just like, I got to do more of this because it came pretty easy for me to teach people. So fast forward to seven years later, pre-pandemic, I was already, I had already filmed all the sections that I wanted to for the Paint Your Pet course, still doing editing, still getting comfortable with everything. I had started the YouTube channel, I think four years ago, so two years prior to me creating the uh, Paint Your Pet course. And just kept pursuing towards a goal of getting this online and getting it available to more people than just San Diego. And then the pandemic hit and I fine-tuned everything and really got it out there and is basically at the point of promoting and just getting more exposure to my online Paint Your Pet class, um, my Pop Art Your Pet class, all the courses I have for first-time and beginner painters, and um, some other fun just stuff that I have on the website. So it has been a long time coming. I would say 20 years in the making from when I graduated college, having that dream of supporting myself on my passions, on my talents, of being a benefit to my community. I'm really, really grateful for the entire path of those last 20 years for me to get here today. Um, with part of it leading up to finally being ready to do a podcast and start talking about things and talking about my philosophies and all all the things that I've learned about teaching first-time and beginner painters. So that is a bit more of the teaching side of my background uh, on a professional painter, professional artist style. Um, I will put links in the description box to my portfolio and the murals that I've created. Um... But I am a palette knife painter. I have stayed in the wildlife genre. Um, I love painting animals. And I have a bit of a very impressionistic, very bold style with my palette knife and my layering effect. And I use a lot of unexpected colors. So do check out my portfolio and um, just try try to check out which subject matter you like and maybe if there's any particular colors that you like that you see repeated in some of my paintings. I have also created quite a few murals. I have a nice big uh, 51-foot mural by 7 feet tall in Sedona, Arizona, in uptown Sedona. Um, It's a nice panoramic picture of all the rocks, and then there's a film strip kind of weaving in and out of the rocks with the images, the black and white images on that film strip uh, were uh, old westerns that were filmed in Sedona. So you can still check that out, take your picture, send me a selfie. Um, I also facilitate a Day of the Dead community mural at Tlacopaki every year in Sedona, Arizona. And we did cancel last year, 
but uh, and that would have been our 10th year, so I do hope it is a go this year. But it's a wonderful, wonderful community mural, and you'll see the links below to be able to check that out. But it's a 26-foot-long temporary mural. I'll do the center design, Day of the Dead style, and then I facilitate for the week um, for the public to come and add a contribution to the mural to honor somebody that has passed away. And one of my most favorite projects uh, to date, and especially since we have been doing it for over 10 years, and to see the evolution of people um, coming to the mural repeatedly, um, how much it's helped them deal with unexpected circumstances and deaths in their life, or just honoring those that maybe um, they've kind of come to terms with, but they still want to honor their loved one that's passed away. So I'm very, very honored that I get to facilitate that project. I'm also looking for other mural projects and other commissions. I don't do as many pet portraits as I used to just because I teach the class, so I teach more people how to do that. But I do other commissions um, for people and then a lot of custom work here, the sea turtles and humpback whales um, and marlins and sailfish. Everybody loves those in San Diego, so I paint quite a few of them. But if you do want anything in my style, please feel free to check out my website. Um, if there's something that you like, go ahead and purchase on there. If there's something that you like, but maybe different colors or different theme and you want it in my style, send me an email. And I love working with people that enjoy my artwork and my goal of creating my bright, colorful artwork, along with having my name of Lovejoy, is to just make you smile, make you enjoy something pretty in your environment, something um, that brings you happiness, a piece of art that you can connect with. So really, really grateful. All right, so that one was for my third podcast episode. I'm definitely feeling much more comfortable. I'm not quite sure how long I have rambled on for this one. So hopefully it's not too bad when I listen to the replay. Um, but I will attach at the end of this um, something else that I recorded. I think it's about six minutes long of just uh, the kind of the history of my name and that Lovejoy is my real name. It is the number one question I get asked Um pretty much since I decided to go by just my last name. So I'll let you listen to that. But I want to thank you guys for checking this out, hanging out with me, checking out the podcast. Please check out my online school. There are free options for you to paint. There are paid options for my first-time painters. Check out those. As you gain more confidence, start checking out my other courses like my Paint Your Pet class. And try to get creative with your friends and family as much as possible. It is, I can't stress enough, the benefit that just having a creative outlet and a time and a space to just create something with your hands, create, um, transform that blank surface, and not staring too much at electronic device or creating something with an electronic device is just really, really healthy. So you'll hear that as a theme in the rest and many more of my future podcasts to come. So again, thanks so much for hanging out. I look forward to uh, your questions and your feedback, what you like and don't like, and just how this podcast is going to shape. So have a great day and cheers. I'm going to start off with uh, probably the question I get asked the most in my entire life. And that is, is Lovejoy my real name? And to answer that for everybody, yes, Lovejoy is my real name. I was born with it. It is my last name, my family name, um, but it is the only name that I have gone by as an artist, as a teacher, 
uh, for probably about 20 years now. I was an athlete in high school, so I was kind of used to being called by my last name um, during all the sports and uh, cheering <laughs> of the games. So when I went to art college, I did not play sports in art college, but I went to an art school where there were tons and tons of creative and talented individuals. And I was just kind of looking around going, how am I gonna stand out? How am I gonna be a little bit different? And it was there at freshman orientation that I decided I was gonna be a one name artist. And I just kind of ran with it and it just solely introduced myself as Lovejoy to everybody that I met. And it went off with a hit. Nobody really questioned it. It was college, it was art college. Um, it was a bit more once I got into my career and my adult life that people would just kind of be like, your name's Lovejoy, really? Um, and some people kind of half believed me when I did show them my ID or um, say that it was my last name. But in hindsight, uh, it was probably one of the smartest marketing things I could have ever have done. Uh, Lovejoy, the two words love and joy are two of what I consider the most positive uh, words in the English language. So to have those together and be known as that, not only did I make sure I cultivated my personality to match that and try to look for the positive, but it was also one of those things that most people did not forget that name because it was so unique. Um, so again, one of the smartest marketing things I could have done uh, back in the day. And I have had some students sign up for classes and they go, well, your name's Lovejoy. You can't be that bad of a teacher if your name is Lovejoy. So like I said earlier, I have worked really hard for pretty much most of my adult life to kind of cultivate my personality, um, to be really positive and to be reflective of the name that I chose to go by. Uh, so with it being Paint with Lovejoy, hopefully you can feel the positive vibes um, as you're watching the videos and going through my courses or even if you email me a question and I give you feedback. Um, for me, it was probably one of the coolest uh, psychological things that I could have done is force myself to spin everything into a positive situation. And being a freelance artist and being a self-employed business owner, um, both of those subject matters give you tons and tons and tons of opportunities to put that philosophy into play, um, put that philosophy of turning uh, kind of not so cool situations, finding the positive in it. And it is one of the things that I have found that as a teacher, when I'm looking at my students' artwork, being able to find those awesome positive things that I can give them feedback on really quickly has helped cultivate a really positive teaching style, which is also why I teach first time and beginner painters. Because when you are in those beginning stages, you actually need a lot more of that positive feedback to get over all those voices in your head and to push, your, push you outside of your comfort zone to discover those new creative talents that you have. Um, so I am very, very honored that it is such an awesome name that I was born with and I was legally born with it. It is in my driver's license, uh, but most people don't actually know my first name and I don't um, share that with too many people. So I want you to know me as Lovejoy. And hopefully uh, one of the biggest things that I've loved about my name is when you do say my name, you actually can't say love and joy without smiling. Um, I challenge you to say my name with a scowl on your face without laughing at the end. Um, and if you do that, send me some videos of, of your reactions and things that you do. It'll, it'll give me a good laugh. Um, 
But yeah, so hopefully that gives you a little bit more insight onto, you know, just who I am, where the name comes from, and why it's kind of important as I teach first time and beginner painters um, from this really positive and awesome mentality that I get to share with each one of my students. So uh, I think that's kind of takes care of at least today's question. Uh, so like I said earlier, if you have any questions that you want me to address and make a video on, um, something about a process, something about my artwork, uh, something you may be struggling with, or just something that you're genuinely curious about, uh, leave a comment in my social media, or like I said, send me that email, paintwithlovejoy at gmail.com, and I may make a video at it, uh, about it. So thanks so much for checking this out. Subscribe to the channel, subscribe to my social media, and uh, please keep getting creative. Find those creative outlets for yourself, and I am here to help you on your journey. So until next time, cheers.